In the name of the loving, life-giving, and liberating God, who is Blessed Trinity, amen. You may be seated. There is no one way to interpret Jesus' parable today. Of course, we don't get something easy on Baptism Sunday. The commentaries run in circles trying to pin down a meaning, and no one agrees. Part of the problem is that the manager seems to be commended for dishonesty and called wise for his actions. It isn't a clean and neat parable, so it really requires some discernment. In this way, it might be one of the truest encounters we have with the difficulty of Jesus' parables. So many of the other parables have been examined and explained for so long that the shock of them has drained away. But we can still feel the shock of this parable. But it can be difficult to pinpoint exactly where that shock is coming from. At its core, I think this parable is about navigating a reversal of fortune. The Gospel of Luke is fond of reversals. He starts by drawing out Mary's Magnificat, the song about Jesus and the reversals that are coming as a result of Jesus' presence. The lowly will be lifted up, the powerful cast down from their thrones, the hungry will be filled, and the rich sent away empty. God is changing the face of our world, and in this parable, Jesus asks us, are you ready for that reversal? The manager, when he heard what was going to happen, did not waste time trying to curry favor with his master, but doubled down on the rumors about him and laid the groundwork for where he would go when his master turned him out. The way he does this is not necessarily behavior we want to emulate, but he does teach us an important lesson. How do we prepare for reversals in our own life? Do we fight against them, trying to keep our place? Or do we let go and work on planning what's next? I was lucky enough to grow up in a very stable home. My parents still live in the same house I grew up in, in Georgia, so I never had to adjust to new places while I was growing up. That meant that moving out to Texas after Chris and I got married and then moving between a few different apartments over several years was a little hard for me. When Chris and I were finally ready to buy our own home, our first home in Waco, Texas, I quickly and easily grew attached. We poured ourselves into that house, making it our own. And from the first time I stepped across that threshold, I felt deep in my heart that I could live there for the rest of my life. It wasn't the perfect house, there was plenty wrong with it, but it was ours, and I would love it and be perfectly happy there. Obviously, I am right here standing before you and not in Waco, Texas. 
So something happened between then and now. Sometimes God grants us periods of stability and rest. But most often, God is at work stirring us up and pushing us beyond ourselves. After living in that house for only two years, God started to poke and prod me. I had felt a call to the priesthood a few years before, only a couple months after joining the Episcopal Church, before we ever bought our house. But even though I felt the call then, it was not yet the right time for me to pursue that call. God took me elsewhere, and in the midst of that not yet, we found stability, bought our house. But then, two years after we got the house, God started to pull me again into the priesthood. And I knew what that meant. Accepting a call to the priesthood is accepting a call to be ready to move at any point in your life. But especially when you're first called. I was in the Diocese of Texas and I knew that they would not send me back to the same town that had sent me once I became a priest. And so I knew that this call meant letting go of living happily ever after in this house that we had bought. I could have dug in my heels, I could have resisted this call, but that wouldn't serve me or anyone else. And I haven't yet known God to lose a contest of patience. Instead, I had to let go of this vision of the future and open myself to be led into a new way of being. I needed to prepare for the future that God was calling me into instead of clinging to the stability of a life that I had ordered for myself. And I'm not telling you it wasn't painful. Many tears were shed over the loss of this house and the future that I had envisioned. There were many things, so many things, that I love about being a priest, so many things that make it meaningful and that reinforce the fact that I've been called. But the fact that I have to be mobile if God calls me to a new place will always be something that I struggle with. That doesn't mean it's any less necessary for me to be ready for this reversal of stability in order to answer God's call. In fact, it's probably the place God will work on me the most. This is a thing that I'll have to let go of again and again in order to serve as God has called me to serve. And before all of you start worrying, I have no plans of leaving you anytime soon. I did just get here, after all. Uh, we have bought a house here. If you didn't see the chimes, we are expecting a baby. And so we have stability right now, and this is where we are called. But as a priest, I know that my call will always, at some point, move me to new places. So are there any places in your life right now where God is calling you to something new? Where God has said, I'm not going to let you sit right here for much longer. It could be material, something you have to let go of in order to let God work in you. It could also be ideological, a belief you've held about yourself or life as you know it. 
that's keeping you from seeing the truth. We all have things that we hold on to, things that we think define us and give us meaning. If, we all, if all we lean on is those things and those ideas about ourselves, what happens when God tells us it's time to move on? How do we adjust to the reversals that God's kingdom brings to us? Are we ready for what happens next? Are we leaning into wisdom like this dishonest manager who knew how to read a situation and prepare for what is to come? Or are we trying to ignore the fact that our life could change at any moment? God has a way of disturbing our stability, of helping us to grow beyond our limits. Sometimes that means the things that we planned will never happen. We can fight these changes, try to dig in, try to curry favor, keep the change from happening, or we can learn to let go, be wise, and use our energy making new plans instead of clinging to a future we thought was ours. I can tell you that it was worth it to let go of that house and that dream. I am so much more the person God called me to be today than I was then. These reversals can be a shock, can be painful, but if we can be wise and turn towards the new future that God calls us into, we'll find we haven't actually lost anything that matters by following God into something new. We might actually find that we are more ourselves than we ever were before. Amen.